Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of CIR Live Agent Pursuit here with uh, Brett Merle and Reese Smith, uh, two of our top rural agents. We got a lot of great uh, rural agents and um, I'm, we're so excited for you guys to be on the show sharing your knowledge with us. Thanks for having us. Us? Yes, us. thanks for coming. Welcome. <laughs> this is, this, it's always so funny because we have this pre-show that we're just like, we're in here drinking coffee, coffee, and it's like, oh, we're blah, blah. And all of a sudden we get online, everyone's like. We're like, hello. Yes. Uh, hello. Thank you for being here today. Yes, yeah, a little stiff, <laughs> stiff upper lip. Yeah. And everyone's posture just gets like a little bit better. Anyways. Um, kick so us off. Kick, kick us off. So let's start with you, Reese. How did you get into rural real estate? Uh, well, rural real estate come naturally for me. Um, born and raised on the farm um, east of Innisfail. Uh, Cow-calf uh, mixed grain operation. Uh, so. The whole aspect of farm and ranch and rural is where I come from. Um, yeah. In your uh, blood. Yeah, in the blood, for sure. Um, I went to U of C, got a Bachelor of Commerce, uh, majored in marketing, and uh, I tell this story quite often that um, all my, my classmates in graduation year were going, you know, to doing interviews for big companies, Procter & Gamble, KPMG, all those, right? Uh, I went back to the farm and, and drove tractor that spring and wow. never left the farm uh, again. Wow. Um, raised cow-calf, three to 400 head, right up until 2015. So also doing real estate part-time in those years between 2001, 2015, and, and uh, yeah, so it's so just it. in the blood. Yep. Your farm storage are gonna sound a lot less legit now. How well, many, um, how, many, how many head of cow cows? We only had 125 heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we weren't compensating for anything. That's right. <laughs> bigger hat. Yeah. That's right, bigger hat. Yeah. <laughs> so same thing. I was born and raised on a farm in Saskatchewan, Go Riders. Nice. Um, mixed farm, same thing. Yep. So well, 22 quarters of land, probably the same. You probably had more because you're bigger and better, I bet. But <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of it. I didn't go to U of C. I got accepted to U of S, but I didn't go because I was working rigs and working on the farm. So nice. oil and gas for a lot of years and got into real estate. It was kind of a good fit. I uh, bought with a CIR agent and uh, bought a farm and she said, you should probably be doing this because uh, you know what you're talking about. So, because you're good at it, yeah. 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 So, and both, both of you have you know, killed it and uh, been top producers at at CIR, and so we're really interested to dive in on the rural side here. Mm -hmm. So let's start with, because there's so many different aspects of rural, um, what's your definition of rural? What types of properties are there that you work with? Brett, start with you. So definitely, well, farms, I'm sure you're gonna say the same country residential is kind of the start farms, the uh, city guys that wanna live on the farm. Right. Don't wanna do the work, so they sell it a year or two later, which is great for us. I don't know if you <laughs> deal with that up north, but yep. I have guys that wanna live the dream to be on the acreage, and there's a ton of work on the acreage, so. Uh, acreage for sure, and then farms is kind of where I like to get into. A lot bigger, a lot more commercial agribusiness, right? So um, quarter sections, full sections, full townships, whatever we can get, right? So Anything to add to that in terms of types of properties? Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, yeah, everything from farm and, farm and ranch. Uh, uh, I don't deal too much in the big commercial, uh, you know, hog barns, dairy barns. That's another whole segment. You need that is a specialty, I think, um, that requires extra knowledge beyond even my my knowledge. But uh, also, again, just uh, anything outside of, of the, I guess the the, the rural towns, uh, I consider I consider rural uh, estate properties. You know, your larger acreages, um, and then also urban fringe. 
Um, you know, we get quarter sections that are on the uh, on the cusp of a, a development, redevelopment, uh, redevelopment yeah. zoning change, all that kind of stuff. Again, I think that does fall into rural. Uh, and that's for servicing and putting in the services. And absolutely. Like that, and yep. Yeah. 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 and all that. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Nice. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so diverse. And one of the things that's, that's interesting just from even a RECA perspective is um, if you have your rural, you really want your commercial as well. Because um, even parts of a, you might have someone that just has this, I'm going to call it hobby farm almost. Yep. Um, but um, they have this, this land they want as an acreage for recreational purposes. But then all of a sudden, they're trying to board horses out the back door and it's like okay well now you have it where gst comes in and is applicable yeah. and, and you actually need some commercial um experience to be able to work with that so um, yeah so they both go hand you should hand. check with your account yeah. of course you check it. Yeah, <laughs> and you did just mention uh, another aspect of it is the recreational properties as well whether it's a quarter section of bush a west or or even yeah. getting down into some of the lake yeah. villages and stuff i still consider that rural i well. agree yep i like it Cool. So from an, from an education standpoint, obviously, you know, there's some classes realtors can take when they're getting licensed on rural. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys would have obviously taken those two, but yep. from an education standpoint, would you say that most of your knowledge just came from the fact that you grew up on farms? Yeah, yeah but for sure. Um, you, know, uh, you know, it might sound, this might be brutally honest, uh, uh, you know, and, and not to sound protectionist to, to my business, because there's lots of business out there for everybody. Totally. But uh, I don't know, Brett might, might back me here. And a lot of that you just, you just can't learn out of a book. Um, right from just the, the, the knowledge uh, of, the, of the land and, and the aspects of having livestock, stuff like that. To be able to talk the talk and walk the walk yeah. has basically been a lifelong, lifetime of learning, really, to this point. And, and we really bring that to real estate rather than bringing real estate to that, yeah. to you know, that aspect. I wanna, I wanna speak to your introduction about how, um, and even when you talked about, oh, there's you know, the, the, the farm, the dairy, and um, X number of head of cattle, it's like, like it just rolls off the top of your head, like 150 head, and you're just like, and, oh, and everyone knows you're talking about it. Some people are like, sorry, what? Like, sorry, that's, that's right. what, just, what are you talking about heads? You know, and you can hear somebody <laughs> that's like, you know, we have X number of cows, and it's just like, right. well, you yeah. know, it's, I might not say it that way. Right? They might not all have heads. <clears throat> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and I mean the the the. Audrey watching this, being like, "You're right." <laughs> well, we grew up saying, "Where there's livestock, there's dead stock." So you know. That's right. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is a saying that some people might kind of. Yeah. Even knowing sure like that, crop but. rotation stuff like that, different what crops were the last in the last five years, and that all matters yeah. with planting. Yeah, right? just looking so, at the stubble that's yeah. left from last year. Somebody on the phone asked, "Okay, well, what 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 did they have on it last year?" It's nice to be able to know to tell them that it well it had wheat on it last yeah, year without having to even ask the farmer yeah. himself. Mustard, right? like, you can or, tell because it's still there. Right? There you go. But, uh, but, just different product, different yeah. cereal crops, and different crops of all types, right? So yeah. having that knowledge and living it. And the, the 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 education, the course components are, are the bare bare bones basics. Um, there's yeah. another there's another course you can take. I believe it's at the old college, and I've never I haven't taken it yet. It probably should just just to put a notch another notch in the belt. Um, is a, it's a it's a rural agricultural real estate related course. Uh, I, be, I believe it's it's pretty intensive actually. I don't know if it's a couple huh. weeks or something. So I just contacted them on Instagram and they're getting oh, there back you go. to me because they don't even know if they do it anymore. The, right. The Instagram manager. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Because I wanted to get some credit. Like there's no creditations with 
you know, right. That's right. I, yeah. I could I could take the real basics course, which is yeah. the basics. The like, basics. Yeah. yeah. Even in the course, we learned you stick a shovel in the ground and you can tell the types of soils. Like I've never taken a shovel really out because you all the MDs and stuff will know the classifications. That's how taxes are based and stuff like that. So right. in the course, it's like dig your shovel in and see if it's clay or sand, and you can do that with a mm -hmm. hand or whatever. But it's but knowing you've, that you've mentioned on you've touched on something that's really interesting here because I. Um, uh, we didn't ask it in the questions, but um, you said, oh, you know, you can talk to the MD and do this. And it's just like, like well, what do you mean the MD? Like, where do you go? And this yeah. is where making sure you know the areas that you're selling in, because when you need to find the information and the soil classifications and mm -hmm. what's yep. available in what area, you need to know where to go and find that. Yep. Um, and, and so you guys obviously have that knowledge, and that's another thing, just to be able to yep. find the resource. You might not know every piece of land or every no, grid, but it's sure. like, yeah. I know where to find it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, land changes from... A, a mile makes a big difference yep. sometimes wow. in, the, yep. in the land, right? Even so. finance, I think, I mean, even like knowing that there's FCC and the, yep. who who finances land, because a lot of guys will go to the Royal Bank or and it's Farm Credit Canada or, or Farm yeah, Credit Corporation. Yeah, Farm Credit Corporation. Or yep. Farm Credit Corporation. So and those are the guys that where you're dealing with that, right? The, the credit unions usually are better and stuff like that because you go to, a, well, I've just done with RBC. We had a guy try to buy an acreage. Well, they they look at the house and three acres. Right. Well, if you've got 50 acres, there's 47 acres of value that you're not getting value for. So just wow. knowing who to talk to to borrow the money. Right. Or, yeah. Or just talk but to Reese's where we got lost. It's a huge roadblock. It's financing for most people to get out into the rural areas. Yeah. Right. Uh, they don't realize that a residential, they go, they think, oh, I'll get a residential mortgage. Well, like Brett said, that's the first three acres in the house and maybe a double cart yeah. garage attached or detached, but not the big shop, not yeah. the pens, not, not the, the extra acres, not yeah. the, the big quonset. Wow. No. So, so side note question on this, because I can, I can only imagine. So do you often find yourself on the other side of a deal with somebody representing a buyer who's looking to purchase your land, who's only ever worked in residential, and basically you're doing all of the work for both sides? Does that happen all the time? For sure it does. Yeah. yeah um, Based on what you're talking about, like I can't imagine what that uh, would be. You know, I wouldn't say this outside of our own company or whatever, you know, or what, but... A lot of times, it's probably going worldwide. Yeah, this is but, a podcast. But a lot as well, of, but. yeah, uh, yeah. To be honest, again, um, you know, I I would often like or prefer if another agent that has doesn't have that experience doesn't would just basically hand me their clients. Give a referral. Uh, I wouldn't even take a referral. I'd give them their half of the commission just to have. Just proper representation. Yeah, I get it. yeah. Actually, well, do the whole deal, and here's your that's half. That's a great thing to say. Right? And I know that our entire management team, when somebody's getting involved, and you know, they call one of our managers and they say, "I have this property. You know, can you give me some advice?" And the manager's advice is always, "You shouldn't be dealing with that client. And you should refer them yeah. every single time." Right. I've got the how much is the water and sewer bill each month, and it's a well and a field which has already been paid for. I get that one a ton. Right. So as soon as they ask me that question, like a water so, bill, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, yeah. right? Which is, and don't get me wrong, it's like me working on a condo downtown. I'm sorry, I'm referring that stuff. Because yeah. you want, you want the it, client. It, it's like I want the, the willing buyer that has the funds to buy this. But right. it's like because you do, you want to do the best job for your seller in this right. case, right? And yeah. that, and by doing the best job for your seller is probably representing that buyer, even though they came through another realtor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it gets it gets messy, and you a lot of times we're educating. Like you're running the same battle commercial realtors sure. run into um, yeah. the same yeah. side. It's someone coming in, you know, it's third floor. Um, you know, unit, can I throw a laundromat in there? And it's just like, what? 
Like, no. Yeah. yeah. If you see him and I in the city, it's Stampede Week. Yeah. <laughs> there you or, go. Or a movie. We're, we're filming a show. There you go. Right. Right. That'd so, be awesome. Yeah. How do we pay for this parking? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go to um, let's go to finding clients because um, I know that uh, it's different. You know, you you go into town, or maybe maybe some of the stuff is the same. Um, you know, restart with you. Yep. Um, where where are you finding your clients from? Uh, well, of course, a lot of it is is referral um, uh, from my local area. Um, again, then it you know beyond that it, it is a lot the same. Um, we're, we do a ton of advertising. Um, Carrie and my is, as Smith and Griffith Real Estate. Let's yep. Plug there. Um, you know we we do advertise radio heavily. Uh, we do some TV advertising, um, and we get calls on that stuff. Um, you know. From people that are that are you know interested in using our services, whether they end up using us or not, but yeah. but uh, we do get a lot of calls from it, um, you know. And then we're we're doing everything. We're doing social media. We're doing um, what we probably don't do as much as some of the the old boys club is yeah. probably print. Um, gone gone largely away from print. Sure. And uh, yeah, I I think that's where most of our clients would come from. Yourself, I'm pretty much the same way. Referral. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of advertising. I don't. I'm not on global TV. But it's good to see you there. <laughs> um, um, but I'm doing a lot, a lot of in town. I'm more Oakotoks and South, right? So I'm sponsoring the Oakotoks balls, ball, dogs baseball team, the Oakotoks Oilers. I sponsor those guys. Just word of mouth is a big one too. And yep. and mine, I do a lot of rural open houses, and I have really good turnouts for some reason. But same thing, mm -hmm. social media is big. I do have my own social media lady, and then yeah. You guys have both done a, a great job of making your own personal brands as well that's extended through and we've done you know sessions with our agent pursuit on branding um, but is, is that something you found has um, had, had a difference for you that people know the name from um, Griffith is that right I'm Griffin he's Griffith Griffin yeah. you're Griffith he's Griffin right. okay yeah, yeah. yeah so, so, so so Griffin and then Griffith yes and, are, and people are starting to recognize that in yeah. and around uh, the community you work in yeah for sure um, I got to give a lot of credit to Carrie in, in developing that brand out yeah. um, cool. with her all her advertising experience and and marketing as well. Um, she's she's also a BCom grad from U of C, so we share that. Perfect. Um, yeah, so we have a really good <laughs> yeah we have a really good synergy. Uh, you know, uh, her coming from that background, and and uh, she's also a rural uh, country girl. So spent some time in this living in the city, but that's she came from Balzac on a mixed cattle and grain operation. So yeah, the synergies just great. work really well, and we've able to yeah we've been able to encompass that in our brand. Yeah. Sure. Nice. And you're good people, right? We like, like it's, we try. It's, well, these, these, yeah. these two, two of the most likable gentlemen you'll ever <laughs> meet. I think I'll never if, say if that. If we're in a course together, we're yeah. having fun, right? Yeah. And if you can't have fun, like I was on gas 19 years and there was a lot of great years. And at the end, I was so soured. I just walk into this was a fresh start and a breath of fresh awesome. air coming to even like CIR in, in whole, yeah. right? It's yeah. got a pretty good. Yeah. And first time I met Reese was like, you, you just click, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yep. so. And Aww. referring back yeah, and forth, good. and I don't want to drive north anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. You know. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we are going to talk about that. So, we're, let's let's talk about working with buyers. I mean, that's going to be part of this. So, when you're working with your farmers and your ranchers, mm -hmm. and then you're working with your um, me in ten years, when I'm like, I just want to have two pigs and two goats and six chickens and a flowing dress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and like a fake garden. And that's I hire someone to to weed. Different people. What, what, what's, what's your approach? Because that's a, that's a gamut, right? Like it's very different than being like, I work with home, single family home buyers. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a softer approach with, with acreage buyers. I think with acreage buyers and, 
and uh, first-time buyers out in the country because they, they don't know. It's a lot of education. Okay. Um, and uh, with, you know, hard nose. You had to send me a, a video once on like what it's actually like to have goats. And I was like, nah, it can't be that hard. Literally, she yeah. Googled. This is a, this is a funny story because <laughs> she was looking at like, you see these little mini goats and stuff like that. And she, she Googled, um, you know, house goat, like where it is. Sister. And literally the very first article that comes up is if you're searching for house goat, you should not own a goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From, that yeah. was basically it. So. Yeah. But with farmers and ranchers, um, I mean, they're, they're pretty old school. They're a little rough around the edges. Yeah. Uh, you got to be a little hard-nosed. And uh, they're looking for, for production. It's about numbers. It's yeah. about finances. It's about, um, you know, adding to their operation and making it bigger and more effective than it has been. And, and so they're, they're, they're pretty astute, whereas, you know, generally your, your acreage buyers are, they, they, they want to live the dream. They want their... Their emotions are riding high on. Oh, I can't wait to get out of the country. That so, must be tough, though, because I, I, I bet it's like wearing different hats. A lot of that too, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, like, like come down to earth here. I would really right? have to temper what I thought acreage life was going to be like, while still making it exciting to buy a house. Yeah, yeah. Because Brett, you mentioned that um, you know I love those clients because they you know the repeat clients on, yeah. the, on the side of it. So so tell us about that. Um, tell us about the new buyer. What are their unrealistic expectations? And what are you doing to educate them on what, what country life is really like? So just, just being honest and like my I have building experience, my brother-in-law's a builder, right? So I know how to put in a septic field. I've done my own fields. I've drilled my own wells. So having that knowledge for me is key, but letting them know that you're not just moving in and mowing the grass every two or three weeks and you don't want to turn the sprinklers on because if you turn the sprinklers on, you're mowing more. So there's a lot of work to do, right? So it's like, you're going to spend an hour on a lawnmower minimum a week. Like would, I would, and we're probably yeah, not talking least. about a lawnmower. No, we're no. talking a riding lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, so, but in terms of like, so in terms of like Huge budgeting maintenance. in your home expense costs, it's like, and you're going to have to buy a you giant a lawnmower, yep. right? There's, like, a, there's yeah. a tractor or a bobcat, there's snow removal. Uh, if you have yeah. a horse, there's a water that's probably going to freeze in the winter and you're going to have to know how to unthaw it. Um, a shop. Yeah. The, all, power, you know, the power, power does go out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Some will have generators. I don't see yep. a lot of generators. We're not, we're not in 1976 anymore, right. which was a great year, by the way. That was when I was born. But um, <laughs> when the power went out, then you'd be two days possibly, right? Like right. now we're two hours, three hours. You got power on max. Like it's yeah. unless something really bad goes on. But, yeah. you yeah. know, I, I think it's just educating them and knowing like mm -hmm. you have to fertilize your lawn or even you have to cross wow. fence if you're putting horses in there. there you, you have five acres with two horses are going to mow it down to be less than this carpet. So you're going to feed them. So there's bales you got to buy. There's straw if you want to let, let them sleep. On, yeah. You know, not so that a horse lays yeah. down to sleep too often, but you know, it's yeah. any of that stuff. Chickens, all that stuff. Your sheds, yeah. like expenses are ridiculous, but it's worth it I coming mean, from a farm. Yeah, I mean, right? and the, the farm, the the farm stuff doesn't turn over near as much, but the acreages yeah. sure do. Yeah. Um, people go out buy an acreage three to five years. Wow, we didn't realize it was going to be this much work. We didn't realize, you know, like like I said, like you know, stuff freezes up, the power goes off, um, you know, yeah, the the roads are bad, getting to, you know, I can't get to work, yeah. all that kind of stuff sinks yeah. in. And uh, besides divorce, acreages, I mean, supply us with a huge amount of business based yeah. on resale. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, I've, I've actually oh, can resold. I ask you something yeah. really quick. Yeah, yeah. On, on that side, because you said, but it's worth it. So, so we've painted the dreary picture. Uh, now, so what do now you guys... tell us why we should buy an acreage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but give us. <laughs> you give said us the, it. Give us the give us the good side. Why is it worth it? 
to you? Just growing up on a farm, having that peace and quiet. My dad, this is probably, you're probably gonna cut this part out, but he's like, if I can't take a leak off of my deck, I'm not living. <laughs> and I, leave it I now leave in town, live in town. I've got caught taking a leak on the side of the house a few times, right? And it's just like, why would I go inside and waste water if I don't have to, right? So just having the peace and quiet. You sit there, the crickets are, chir you know, crickets and frogs and yeah. birds are chirping. That would be a really, you do some funny advertising. I feel yeah. like that could be a good one. There might be a picture of, you know, little Griffin with his pants down peeing on the side of a house coming out soon, this right? Could so, be you. It's like Big Daddy. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's peace and quiet. It's, you, you know. I shoot yeah. guns. I don't know. I'm sure you shoot. Yeah, guns, absolutely. It's it's it, it, it's the life. It's a lifestyle, and if you embrace it and you enjoy it, yeah. um, you're always gonna love it. Yeah. You're, like you're gonna you're gonna find it hard to leave the acreage at some point yeah. down the road, right? And you know, obviously that does happen with age and that people downsize. People that need to be near a hospital or whatever, um, just can't be out on their own. Then you know, it's 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 a great lifestyle. Yeah. Like it's. Every, everybody's dream, I, I think, at some point maybe in their life, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people really enjoy the country life, so. Yeah. That's fair. Yep. I wanted to ask Reese one question because, you know, you, when we kind of went and, and spoke about acreage owners, but the first one, the farmers, and you said, you know, it's all about the numbers. I'm not going to pretend that I remember the words you said, but production, blah, blah. So it almost sounds like you have to be a bit, a bit of a business coach. Like, is that, is that part of your job, is like literally like how to run a successful Farm 101? Well, I, I don't know if, they, if they'd like me telling them how to run their business, but they, de they definitely respect uh, that I know land, know land values and, yeah. and production values Is as that well. an expectation of uh, working with that demographic? For sure. If, if you don't know yeah. your stuff, they're going to they're gonna know in like two minutes and yeah. you're, you're done. Like, they're going to be looking at somebody else um, to do either their sale or their, or, or their purchases. And when, when I said it's all about the numbers, you know, that's not necessarily true. Farmers do have emotions, like they will buy land on their fence line, the neighbor's land, because they've always had their eye on it. it told, you know, it's, it's, land is near and dear to their heart, like it is probably to Brett as well. Um, you know, that's a big reason I got into real estate is because I absolutely love land. It is, is a passion of mine, just whether I own it or I don't own it. I love looking at it. I love being on it. I love the dexterity of it, the, you know, the utility, awesome. the utility of it, everything about land. Yeah. And, and farmers have that emotion that they, oh, when they're buying land. So yeah. Yeah. you get to drive really big toys. Yeah, you do. Yeah, right? Big toys. <laughs> so, yeah. Expensive stuff. I went back yeah. to Saskatchewan a couple of weeks ago and my buddy was seating along the highway. So I pull in and like, I'm in his tractor, my, my little three-year-old's on my knee and there's the smell of fresh dirt. That, like, yeah. The smell of fresh dirt, as much as it sounds stupid, like to me, when I smell dirt or even harvest, it's just it. like, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. That's right. Great. So that's, that's what's cool, right? But, and you're riding like these tractors nowadays are amazing. Like GPS. They basically have a lazy boy in them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're I probably spent my first five, six years sleeping on the floor in our tractor, mm -hmm. going with dad everywhere, right? Like mm -hmm. that's, so you're connected instantly, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not like sleeping on a Sealy, I'll tell you that much when you're bouncing around <laughs> no, no. 1970s and 80s machinery, but it's just having that comfort, I guess, right? So, yeah. so, so take, us, take us to the showing process, because you mentioned, uh, I don't like heading up north, I'm going to refer some stuff out. Um, buyers come to you and they say, I want this, but do they have a specific area, or do you end up showing in multiple counties? Sounds like a lot, of, a lot of driving. You're putting a lot of kilometers. Brett, how are you handling that? Um, the typical buyer... Are they all over the place? Are they more honed in? Most of my guys are honed in. They want to own okay. land within, you know, 
the tractor can only go 12 mile an hour. Yeah, so okay, so, right, so, so in farm, farm I, area you're I do, about. yeah, so when you're in a tractor, you don't want to be driving from Didsbury to Strathmore to go mm -hmm. work your one quarter of land, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I find a lot of my guys, they want to be tight knit, you know, you let me know when these quarters are coming for sale and I'm actually pulling titles right now on quarters surrounding where my one of my farmer lives to find out who owns it, get their address. One of them's actually in Calgary and I actually went knock, door knocking. Perfect. Just to see, hey, where do you guys look at selling? Because I got a guy yeah. that wants to buy, right? So, right. so that's the stuff I do on a day-to-day -day basis. Is yeah. is a lot of title pulling and mm -hmm. my accountant questions all these spin purchases. But you're yeah. literally, you know, trying to find it. But yeah, most of the guys method. I'm working with are definitely yeah. within, you know, they'll draw yeah. a 20-mile circle and they're like, oh, no further. Interesting. Yeah. So talk about the diversity of. Um, yeah, the, rain, low, the the scope of the range that you end up driving to help a client. Well, my my range is basically Calgary to Pinoca, yeah. both sides of the QE2, you know, out 100 miles. But wow. it, for the most part, yeah, uh, people have a general idea of where they want to be, um, and especially the farmers and ranchers. They may take pasture land that's further afield um, because you can put trucks, cattle on trucks, and, and truck them a fairly long distance and still be economical. But yeah. uh, you know. Um, the grain land stuff, they like it pretty tight yeah. um, knit. And, uh, I, you know, I, I'm dealing with uh, probably a, in a year, probably five or six different counties. Um, and where, you know, where county lines meet, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not a big difference to be two miles into that county and, and a mile into that county, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so there is multiple county stuff. Um, you know, if a buyer comes to me and says, you know, oh, I don't care where it is, or, you know, I almost want to run. <laughs> right, because yeah. they will drive. They will drive you. Oh God! Uh, you know, a yeah. three hundred yeah, mile day. You know, a yeah. three hundred yeah. mile day. A three hundred mile day kind of thing, right? And um, what I've, you know, I, I just retired a two thousand twelve F three fifty with four hundred twenty thousand k on it. Wow! To the farm, I retired it to the farm as a work truck. Now it's it's miled out. Like yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, you know, so I do put on a lot of probably ninety to one hundred thousand k a year. So when, you, when you're saying miles, you're talking kilometers or kilometers? kilometers sorry, miles? kilometers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is relatively, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty low pre no, no, Right, for a no. Ford, that's low. For your Chevy, it's probably going to be parked. What? <laughs> the next Easy. Month. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't like this guy anymore. Yeah. No. The one land deal, like the Didsbury one that I did, they were actually looking at land at Peace River, too. Yeah. The buyer, I was like, wow. Yeah. So wow. that's who they were deciding so, between us and Peace River, which is quite a long ways in a tractor. So, right? so, so Chevy, so, Ford, or Dodge? I have a Ford and a Jeep, so. I'm a recent convert to, to a Chev, so. Um, or from GM, what? so. Huh? From what? From a Ford. Okay, there yeah. you go, just curious. Yeah. I'm a Ford from a Dodge, so. Yeah, yeah. just trying to talk the language. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the rural lingo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. We, we, yeah. we just bought a scooter that goes 45 kilometers an hour. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> did. I saw that. We we sure, and we're riding it to the Foo Fighters. That's exactly that what we're doing. Yeah. I saw that was a bit of a big deal. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. Needs to, yeah. somebody needs to modify that. There was a lot of cool people I heard that meeting that day. I think so. Anyways, so back to buyers. Home inspections. So obviously, depending on where you're going, the word home inspection is very different. But somebody's looking, maybe let's just temper this at acreages, right? It's kind of more appealing to everybody watching. They're mm -hmm. working with more acreage people. Yeah. What, when somebody's coming into a home inspection on an acreage, what are you prepping your buyers for? Um, and what kind of inspectors are required tape, as well? Tape and number nine wire? There you go, yeah. <laughs> Red, green spaces. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, basically the fact that there's, you know, there's going to be more inspectors involved. Um, yeah. Most home inspectors aren't 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 septic guys. Um, 
you know, uh, don't know, they don't do wells. Um, so typically you're calling in someone that has septic experience on, and uh, a well driller potentially to flow the well, do some flow testing, give you an idea of what the casing and, and the pump. And Are those two different people or just Two different they, people they again. Like okay. not, yeah. there, there's guys that do both. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So there, you know, you, you can find efficiencies there, but uh, a lot of, you know, I've had as many as three or four inspectors on a, on a rural property to get the final verdict, yeah. right? Um, the, the house and garage, that's kind of your, your typical, you know, um, ins home inspection, homeolize or whatever, right? Yeah. 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 Even your your phase your environmentalists, if there's fuel tanks and stuff, you'll do a phase, phase one, a phase one. two, like Got it. Mm -hmm. all sorts of you know. If, yep. if it's contaminated land, you definitely want to know that. And so th I would add that. Yep, to that the would scope. be another but one. So, yep. so, I, so because I, I rookie, not a realtor, I would have no idea. So if you are if if the buyers um, eating the cost of that, which they are. So what is how much is somebody spent? So obviously, you know, you have your normal home inspection, which might be like 400 bucks for a residential property. Yep. What are you advising your buyer the budget would be to get all of those people out there? Uh, you know, nobody really drives out to the country for much under 300 bucks, like in my experience. Yeah. Like it's tough. Yeah. My well and septic like, combined is around yeah. like 1,500 just 1500, for well and septic. Yeah. And that's yeah. full water testing, flow tests. And yeah. that doesn't include the home inspection that doesn't include on the home property. Inspection. So or I'm, the I'm about two or grand ish. Yeah. Depending, a lot of the acreages are big, right? So yeah. they could be six, seven hundred bucks depending yeah. on square so footage. So both of you have sold residential at some yep. point. Oh, as yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. And because um, everybody that buys an acreage generally has home. a house that yeah. they want to sell in town, so you get those, right? Yeah. And then yeah. going back the other way, they sell the acreage and you also get to sell them a house in town. So we get so, the two-way. Well, it's got to be a lot harder to walk away from an acreage deal because they are committing, you know, a couple thousand bucks to the property versus a home inspection, oh, just yeah. a residential property. Yeah. So there's almost like that, like I tell people, you know, even before the financing, get your buyer, if they said they're pre-qualified, to do the home inspection first because it, com it commits them. It's like, I don't want it to someone who's just willy-nilly and unsure of this. If we're going to put a conditional mm -hmm. offer, like we're serious about doing our due diligence here. Yep. So do you find that acreage buyers or in farmland buyers are, are more committed than just residential I would say more on the if it's got a house on it yeah if that wife can fall in love with the house then they're more committed right but mm -hmm. uh, in rural where I am with farms and stuff the house means nothing so yeah. you know most correct me if I'm wrong I don't know about the north guys but like you could sell a, a modular house and if it's just got a place to sleep a place to cook that's usually all they're wanting right but, um, where I find the country residential guys you're, you're putting it 1.5 million dollar house on three or four acres right like so right. so Different. that way i would lean more you know but farming when you're doing phase ones and phase twos that's your brain environmentalist expenses are getting huge right yeah, yeah. they're getting big so yep. they could be but um yeah no I, I i think the same um yeah i mean inspections at end of the day are still important that yep. i mean everybody wants what they think they're getting yeah. to be yeah. up and up right yeah but uh yeah, there's probably more emphasis put on on some of the you know the the workings of the property as opposed to just purely okay. Well, the inspection didn't come back perfect, yeah. right? Which mm -hmm. you know in town sometimes if it seems like if there's a rip in the screen door or something, they'll just walk away from it. Yeah, it's kind of thing. But yeah, or you don't have a junction box covered or the toilet's leaking. Yeah, like literally. it's a whole seven dollar fix. Yeah, yes. right. Where on an acreage. Yeah. Or a farm, I would say more of a yeah. farm. There's a lot of guys that just wire stuff and they put them red on it and hope for the best. Yeah. And you know, Literally. we're walking through it and I'm like, if any of these outside GFIs breakers work, you're good. <laughs> if none of them work, we're out about 20 bucks a breaker, right? Like it's not life or death. And yeah. it's, I find farm is more, the land is way more valuable right. than the house. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it's, yeah. yeah. Cool. 
Do you want, you want to transition to talk a little bit about um, working with sellers? Yeah, 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 yeah. working with sellers. And, and specifically, start us off on the pricing side because so you have this yeah. um, house that's on that, that fork of the country residential thing, but then you have this house that's on 110 acres or 200, you know, whatever it happens to be, a quarter section, section. Yeah. Um, how are you pricing? Does, does, what's the land value? How are you doing? Well, you usually overpriced, right? <laughs> not no. in this not in this market no. now. That was, sorry, that was three years market, ago. The market's slow right. Um, yeah, Reese, kick us yeah. off. Um, what's your um, what's your pricing strategy? Price per how are you determining that? You know, pricing land, I mean uh, the, the production side of pricing land is a lot easier than the acreage pricing side of, uh, of the whole thing. Um, you know, with acreages, a lot of it is just the aesthetics of the land and is it in the right location? Is it, you know, perhaps is it on a paved road versus a gravel road? Is it, um, you know, and with pricing, you know, I'm gonna use acreages here, you know, the first acre out of any subdivision or out of any quarter, creating an acreage is the most valuable acre. You see diminishing returns for every acre beyond that, right? Mm -hmm. It adds less value. 28 acres versus 43 acres, right? There's not a big variance in that, uh, you know, it, you know, uh, so size doesn't matter as much. It, it, it matters. It matters to the people <laughs> in terms of, yeah, it depends. Yeah, it matters in terms I, I, of what they need. It's so long fruit I had. <laughs> you know, in terms of their needs, it may matter. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, you know, the first acre to, to five, maybe 10 acres are those most important acres that are, mm -hmm. are basically going to establish the value of the land that you're buying. Mm -hmm. Would you agree yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. In, and to subdivide is expensive, right? You're, Transportation offsite levies, they call them. So every acre you're subdividing out, there's a, that, like Rocky Views, you know, Foothills, they both have a, a standard rate per acre to subdivide that out. So mm -hmm. subdividing it out gets pricey too. But yep. full quarters, like even on, on, well, on quarter section, we were just chatting one one. We both have an app that we use to figure out how many acres are actually usable, how many wow. are farmable, how many are hayland. Knowing all that sloughs, stuff, wasteland, yeah. wa water. Yeah. Um, you know, to someone that you know, mm. a wa you know, a, a ten acre, a ten acre lake use, with like, ducks, the, yeah. totally. with ducks and wildlife around it might be valuable, but to the farmer, he's like, I don't need ten acres of duck, yeah. duck land. Can you yeah. share what the app is? What's no, it? no, it's top secret. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, no. I use one called Daff Logic. It's yeah. really okay. easy. Yeah, um, there's there's a hundred of them out there. Yeah, yeah, Literally, you just drop pins. Yeah, I use um, one called Agriplot. Oh, perfect. Okay. So it's it's yeah. it's available. But they're really hard to work, so you should phone us. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or well, refer and, your client out. And yeah. this is, well, this is this is just it. I mean, even based on how far you guys have gone already, I think it's very fair to say I did one country residential one, and I'm just like, I'm done. Yeah. And I would refer out all my rural business. Like I just I have no desire, the yeah. driving times, things like that. Yep. I will never mile out a vehicle um, at that. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, that sounds like that's us with condos. Yeah, so yeah. precisely, it's, precisely. And mm. the thing I like about farms or acreages is they're unique property. So wh whoever built that property, like whoever built that house, it made sense to them. And the next four thousand people through it would be like, What were these people thinking? thinking? But there's one more person out there that's gonna come, you know, like you don't find the cookie cutters, let's put it that way, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. You've got a mudroom with a sink to do laundry because every boy comes in muddy and, you know, yeah. in town you're like, you know, I want the laundry upstairs right. and, you know, just that yeah. I find it's a lot tougher sell, but it's, it's, a, it's a tougher sell to find or tougher to find it, but easier to sell it because it will make sense. And that goes back into that pricing as well, is that every acreage is unique. There's not another acreage exactly like that one, no. right? So you don't, like you said, no, not cookie cutter up and down yeah. the street. Um, you can have a... a $3 million acreage beside a, you know, a $300,000 acreage with a mobile home on it or whatever, you know, like 
it's, it's just a, so much variance going back to pricing. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. One follow-up question on this really quick. Yeah. Um, I imagine that when you guys talked about the productivity of the land, things like that, highest and best use becomes a, a big factor in all of this. If it's just like, ah, oh, you're, you're living there in this acreage is just for aesthetic purposes versus this is gonna produce so many crops, I can keep this many head of cattle on there. Mm -hmm. you know, this, it obviously changes the price. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. even if I have a farm right now, I'll list it, it's got uh, $12,000 a year of oil revenue. Ah, there you Great. go. Plus they're making 50 bucks an acre. These guys literally, they just live there and they built a little shop. They wanted it as an acreage, but they got it for the same price as a four acre plot with a really big house. This there one is a smaller house. Mm -hmm. So they put a lot of heart and soul in it, but you've got 12 grand coming to you a year for oil and gas. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so you've got some payments. 50 made, bucks an acre paid, off your crop you know, coming yeah. in. You know, yep. you're probably, well, 80 acres times 50 or four, you know, four grand right four. there. Yep. So yep. you're making 16, 18 grand a year just to have a property. Yep. Nice. And you don't have to maintain it. A farmer comes in and does it all for you and gives you a share of it, right? So. Yep. Um, I find with acreages, the way I value a lot of it is I'll pull sold bare land in that area, take an average and kind of, depending if it's got trees or pavement, all that stuff to kind of get that land value. But yeah. full yeah. quarters and that, you're kind of going off of yeah. a lot of research and what soil types. And, yeah. and then yeah. a little bit of gut feeling as well yeah. too with it. Yeah, and yeah most actually. Have, they yeah. know what it's worth. Farmers know the production. I don't know how many farmers production. that come in and say, I'll take your number, whatever it is. Right? Yeah, They're yeah. like, I want 6,000 an acre. Yeah. And you're like, well, I think we can get 65, right? Or 10 or 15 or whatever it may yeah. be. But it's, uh, you know, each area is different too, I find. Yeah. Well, up yeah. your neck of the woods, I find it more of a, a banana belt. Like, you know, it's, all the rains that happen, happen around that Didsbury and kind of carry north. Mm -hmm. We're a lot drier in the south, so I find our values are a little less, right? So. Right. If I am getting in my they truck and driving rain. north, so you have more productive land than, than would be there. Yeah, we're, we have well through the through my my sales territory. I guess yeah, we have some of the the only number one land yep. in Alberta actually. Wow. Uh, so the the most the highest quality land. Uh, also, you know, like Brett just alluded to, is we do generally get rain. Uh, you know, we may have one crop failure or near crop failure out of every ten years on average, kind of thing. Um, but uh, you know, we're we're far ahead of a lot of the other areas in the province as far as rainfall. Um, so so that does add into it in that you know, sure there's high priced irrigation land, but there's costs that come with irrigation as well. You know that um, you know that's definitely something that's not in my specialty is is the irrigated lands and stuff right. that are down south. So again, there's there's an opportunity for referral. You know, to someone that does know it like. Perhaps so, I don't do a whole ton of. Not a, not I grew up in dry old Saskatchewan. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. But these guys around here, like, right. you know, they're getting 80 to 120 bushel an acre crops. Down here, we're 25 to maybe 40. All right, guys, you're, you're, we're worth. These guys are like, I don't know. We're, <laughs> so that means how much you're. Yeah. The <laughs> but it's, it's, it's huge. Like, it is yep. really. And, and going yep. up north there and selling that and also, farm. Yeah. Also, you know, where the oil activity yep. is. I mean, yeah. we've, we've been suffering in this province in that respect. But I mean, the, the, the wells that are out there that, that are paying and pay a surface lease revenue. Got it. Um, you know, yeah. there are. I, I had a deal at Drayton Valley that was solely bought based on the oil revenue that the land had on it. The land was marginal land at best, uh, but, but brought in nearly $60,000 annually for revenue. Mm. It was a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, I had three investors looking to buy in it. Nice. Yeah. So let's, um, let's kind of not wrap it up, like we still have some time, but for the last little bit, let's talk about marketing. Um, both of you are on the, so- On the seller side. On the, like on the, the seller side, yeah. yeah. So you, have, you have a listing. 
Um, let's start with, with you, Reese. And you know, Brett, you had said every single property is completely different. People set this stuff up in a very unique way. 4,000 people are gonna walk in and have no idea why that's the case, but one person's gonna like it. From a marketing perspective, when you are advertising these types of listings, um, yeah, Reese, you start. What's your strategy? Um, you know, I, I guess, uh, of course, you know, portray the property in its best possible light. Um, you know, there are some, there are some rough, there is some rough land and, and uh, uh, you know, rough acreages out there that, yeah. you know, aren't necessarily the, the nicest properties, but you still try and portray them as good as you can. Um, you know, I guess, you know, just, you want to be honest. You don't want to have people driving out to the country to, to look at something that isn't going to work. Ah, see, right? You don't want to misrepresent it, obviously. Right. So, so never, yeah, yeah, definitely not misrepresentation, not over-promising and under-delivering, I think, is, is huge. Yeah. Because, again, it's miles on my truck. It's miles of my time. I take time away from my family and, and you know, leave social events to go show stuff that's 50, 60 miles away or more. And, and you know, you want, to, you want them to have a good uh, expectation of what the property is before they get to it, generally. Um, I don't know if you got anything to yeah, add. I would like to start every morning by praying that it's going to sell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you missed that part. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just promising, like showing what's out there and being honest. I think our write-ups are are a lot different than you would see on residential, right? Like, yeah, they are, for sure. You know, this one has such, such, and such. Social media's been huge for us. I don't do print marketing either. I, I absolutely, I did one ad, I think, and it cost me 400 bucks for half a page. I just mm -hmm. lost my mind, right? I, I, think so, the one, I think there's a myth out there that lots of people think, oh, farmers are stuck in 1986 where it's like social mm -hmm. media doesn't exist and these clients is like, no, everyone's connected now. Like everyone, they are, yeah. they're a little like, don't get me wrong, yeah. the Western producer, I don't know a farmer where I come from that doesn't read that, no, like oh, that's absolutely. gospel. Absolutely. And maybe that's somewhere we should be marketing. It's, I, yep. it, it's not cheap either. And it's, it's not, I use it on a case by case basis oh. if I feel it's, if it's necessary to use print like Western producer yeah. or something like that, or we yeah. do that. Yeah. I also use other websites, um, commercial websites like LoopNet or uh, Farm Marketer, uh, you know, some of that other, other stuff when it's when it's I think it's necessary or irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, horse clicks, just you know, real specific targeted stuff. If I have an equest, clicks? yeah, if I have an equestrian property, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, got it, um, got it. You know, I'll use those horse um, targeted websites yeah. uh, to get the to get it out there to the people that are going to be interested generally anyway. And you know, on not and you know, I kind of talked on the lower end of stuff, but I mean on the high end of stuff as well. I mean, we're doing the full gamut. We're doing professional photos, virtual tours. Uh, droning, um, everything like yeah. going the going full more drone video right? photography. Yes, yeah. yeah, and it's you know uh, in the market we're at right now. It, it's costing us a lot of out of pocket for properties that aren't necessarily moving quickly. Yeah. Um, so you know it does add up. Uh, yeah. Doing you know making sure that you doing the best job you possibly can for sure. I think farming the farming side of thing is definitely networking, right? It's whether you're stopping at Hatteray Colonies, whether you're you know, the big farmers in the area driving by, or if you see them or ask around, or who's the big guys? And the big guys always want more land, right? So it seems like they're always growing, but yeah. it's, yeah. So There's a, a few contacts you guys have in your, each of your pockets. Yeah. It's just like, okay, you know, something came up, I'm gonna call this guy, or it's in this vicinity, I know a few guys that are there. Yeah, generally, after years of working yeah. the business, yeah, you've, you've, got, a, you've got your go-tos that nice. you know are, are potentially in the market to buy a piece of land. And I'm relatively new, so I don't have as big a network on that side. So that's where I'm relying more on the 
the rural guys that we have in brokerage, right? right. So mm -hmm. fair enough. Connect so, with them. Yeah. From a signage perspective, you have something in the middle of nowhere, so it's not necessarily like you're driving by it and be like, oh, look at that. What are you guys doing for, for that? Directional, that's, that's, I do directional signs, little 24 yeah. inch by 16 inch directionals at every corner coming from every major road. Um, four by eight signs, like four feet by eight foot big uh, rural signs on the land. Yeah. And so not, that's quite costly too. I have currently about 10 signs. I think they're about five, 600 bucks a pop. So I've, I've easily got 10 grand worth of signs and stands and, and stuff like that. And then the little directionals, there's two good counties out there, Mountain View and, and Rocky View are awesome. They don't touch your signs. <laughs> Foothills is managed by a, a trucking company that looks after the roads. They remove your they signs remove and then they throw the them in piles wow. at their offices. So yeah. I've had, I had one listing in Rocky View, actually one of the neighbors must not like me. I had six signs stole from the same corner. Wow. Yeah. So I actually dog anchored it in and chained it, and they took the dog anchor and the sign. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only on the one corner, so. Like, those you know, are all considerations, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. you're 60 bucks to sign and stake. Yeah. They were taking the stake and the sign. Yeah. As you have the motion camera there, it's taking photos. Pretty of much. I was about ready to screw one onto a power pole. But yeah. your, your client <laughs> phones you, like, well, your sign's not up. Like, why aren't you doing your job? So you drive out there, and that's me driving from Okotoks, north of Cochrane, to put a sign in. Yeah. Like, no value there. added, right? Yeah. But. It's, it's, and I don't know if you do your own yeah, signs and stuff. Do you do your own signage as all, well? All our own signage, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we install the printing. Yeah, we don't sell yep. four by eight signs standard, no. right? No. no. <laughs> so, and I just hired a sign guy in town here to do my, all my signs just yeah. because I was driving. Yeah, totally. you know, absolutely. Yeah. An hour and a half to put a sign up. There's zero value add to a realtor yep. to do it, but no one else really wants yeah. to do a four by eight, yep. so. Yeah, I also find, you know, that uh, on some rural property as well, um, there isn't the expectation from the seller or they may not even want a sign on the property. Kind of, it kind of goes to alerting the neighbors that we're for sale kind of thing, even though it's going right. to be on the, yeah. it's going to be on the internet, it's, it's worldwide. You know, you may be, even be a luxury portfolio client that may not want a sign on it, just from a neighbor's perspective, um, also security, uh, you know, they're oh. not home. Yeah. You're right. They're not home, you know, 18 hours of the day or whatever, right? Totally. So a sign out front, you know, inviting, inviting traffic, even if you put by appointment only on the top, you still get people driving down the laneway Absolutely. and backing out. Or right, even into and, the cropland, they'll drive right in there to check it out. Like, yeah, so, so we do get that where we don't even have to put a sign because it's requested by the seller not to have a sign. But otherwise, I'm right with Brett, you know, we're using anything from our, from our normal, you know, T-post signs to four by eight. Uh, two by four foot signs, four by eight foot signs. Um, yeah, we deal with vandalism. We deal with wind. We deal with yeah. everything, making sure Different the signage world, hey? is up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of our signage uh, on the bigger stuff. Um, not a, well, some of it I, I've gone as far as you know putting uh, specific property details to a to a four by eight sign. That you know that gets costly when you're only using it once That's for right. one property. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. there's some of those factors that you got to look at as as you know, above and beyond what you're doing potentially for residential. Yeah, I've left mine fairly generic. They're all the same. I don't put yeah. I don't put acres on there because I want them now to call me. I, yep. I did my first one. Like, yep. check out this two thousand square foot bungalow yeah. with this and, many and acres, and you answered everyone's question, and no one phoned you. Right. Correct. So yep. that's what yeah, I've, I've done. Got, a we've been as, we've been leaning more that I'm way. I'm like, too. this more, is my number, and it's generic. for sale. Yeah. If you want anything, you have to phone me. Right? Big and beautiful, but yeah. not a lot of description. Yep. 
website and a phone number. Big and beautiful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're bigger. Times two. <laughs> you guys, I can't say enough good things about um, the value that you've, you've brought here thank today. Thank you very much. And, um, and I want to thank you guys for your time. And, and sincerely, if you are not a someone who specializes mm -hmm. in rural, um, please, please, please refer it out. If you're looking to break in, make sure you have the education and partner with someone who's knowledgeable because your clients deserve it. And there's so many yeah. things that um, that, that, that go, go into wrong. it. Yeah, yeah, and, and that knowledge is so required. So you guys have built incredible businesses. We follow you guys closely and um, are so honored to have you on and, um, and share thank your knowledge you. with us. So thank That's you awesome. so much. Thank you guys. All right, guys, All right. well, have a really, have a really great day. Um, if you want some more information on Agent Pursuit, you can find us at agentpursuit.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, an Instagram account, and, re and recently um, we have a podcast. So um, this will be on a podcast that everybody can download and listen to as well. So lots of ways to find great content, um, make it accessible to you guys, and uh, bring in the experts too. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Talk Thank you, guys. Soon.